0: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station.
1: Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterbacks Show, your first choice for Southern sports talk. Good morning, I'm Mac McGann. I don't know much, but I know one thing, Justin Waller is on his way, Doug is on his way, and the more we think we know about the National Football League, the less we know. What the hell was that, Las Vegas? You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Happy Monday!
2: I don't want no teenage queen! I don't want no teenage queen! I just want I am 14 I
3: just want my M-14. If I die in the combat zone. If I die in a combat zone. Box me up and ship me home. Box me up and ship me home. In my medals upon my chest. In my medals upon my chest. Tell my mom I done my best. Tell my mom I done my best. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full uh-huh. of snacks. The All American man. He's
1: good one in his head. Yeah, the hey, howdy, hi. How? Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterbacks Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee, and Justin Waller should be on the way. Not 100% sure because he is coming back from uh, Washington, D.C. And he's gonna try to make it today, uh, but Doug will be here at the top of the hour. Justin definitely will be back tomorrow morning. Um, why the hell you want to go to Washington D.C. this time of year? I don't know. I think I think he has family up there. I'm not sure if it's, it's if it's his family or if it's on his wife's side, but he's uh, made that trip before. Uh, I've always just gone, wow washington dc in 2020 washington dc i'm definitely not heading in there but washington dc in december hell no nah, to the no 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 it's it's going to be cold here in jacksonville starting i believe it's tomorrow i think it's tonight when it gets down believe it or not here in florida it's going to be uh down into the 30s the 30s here in jayville so um let the complaining begin because my wife does not like cold weather and she is very adamant about that. So, um, I actually prefer the cold weather. I, I, I don't mind hot weather, but I don't, when it's so damn hot that you can't, you can't, uh, think outside. I'm not a big fan of that unless I'm going to be in the water. If I'm going to be in the water, then, you know, I'm fine. But then what are we really talking about? This pool is just another damn air conditioner, right? Um, But today in the world of football, we're going to get into a lot of things. One of the things is, I'll tell you what, the Bears should have just went ahead and tanked. They are abysmal on offense. They could not even compete in that game, no matter what they did, no matter who they put in. The Chicago bears get stomped last night. If you missed it, that game last night was, well, to me, it wasn't even worth watching. I, I didn't listen to a single sentence of it. I had it on, on another, uh, device and I was actually watching a little basketball and flipping around to other shows and whatnot. I had a feeling that game was going to turn out the way it did. I had no desire to sit through that junk. And why that game was not flexed, I don't know. Tennessee versus Indianapolis, though it was a blowout, that should have been flexed. Or or the obvious one is Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. But they might have had an issue getting that one flexed because Tampa Bay is on Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, so much this year that they have restrictions. And I don't know if that can get ignored on a flex. I don't know if you can just flex through the restrictions. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think at the end of the season you can, and it's and it's not a big deal. But to do it, what was this? This was week 12. So week 12 is almost in the books. Tonight we'll put it in the books. And tonight, very interesting matchup in Philly versus Seattle. Seattle's coming east. They usually struggle going east, but they are. Going to be playing a night game, so it may not be as bad. So, without, with all that being said, should be a good game. Philly in a must-win situation. They their, their owner has been very vocal about how disappointed he is in the team. And that is saying it lightly. I think there's a good chance that we see Jalen Hurts for the first time in the... Philadelphia Eagles offense, as far as running the show, not not just being some kind of a a, uh, a gadget play kind of thing. So we look forward to that, and I think that's going to be an interesting game. I'm right now I I am leaning that Seattle's going to win, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as the experts think. I think it's going to be a close nip and tuck game because though Seattle does have the ability to put some points up, their defense struggles. Their defense struggles. I, I did see them play a little better last week. So you like that. But what you don't like is how how much they struggle trying to stop the run and the pass. So w- when you're struggling to stop both, you can't really just lock down and say, okay, we're, we're, we are struggling against the pass. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to blitz. Because they're struggling against the run. And that's going to set up all kinds of issues. And the one thing that's, that... Philadelphia does pose they do have weapons on offense they've just got a signal caller that has been making some really really bad choices early on okay let's go ahead and take a quick break because when we come back we're getting to get going to get into what's happening and also we have got a lot of stuff to get into including what Vanderbilt did over the weekend that did not work we'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks you're listening to cbs sports radio the armchair quarterbacks app and facebook live
3: make contact a collective psychosis is sweeping the nation we're in the thick of the haze craze and a is introducing an altered state of ipa Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans and stores in all Seattle Elysian locations. Make contact. The
1: Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of sports talk radio. turn that auto-tune and mobile crap off from the other
3: guys
2: at shell we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up there's a lot of meetups eat ups and hurry ups so come to shell and get three things done at once fill up with shell v power nitro plus to help keep your engine running like new save up with the fuel rewards program and never pay full price for gas again And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com.
4: The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira. Here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. So he started
5: at MyHealthPolicy.com.
4: I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for. And done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called myhealthpolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael.
1: I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face. And done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com. Not connected with or endorsed
2: by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.
4: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. Let me
5: go wild.
1: Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round.
2: History is on the field in Columbia, Missouri, as Sarah Fuller is about to put her right foot into a football speaking volumes to women around the world. Awesome, awesome moment. You can hit a crowd. Everybody understands what's happening right now. This is a pretty cool moment. And the kick down at the 35-yard line and Sarah Fuller. Happy Thanksgiving. Tastes like whiskey
4: when you kiss me
3: I would give anything again to be Welcome a baby What you were listening to there was the, uh,
1: Sarah Fuller becoming the first woman to participate in a power five college football game. And on the outside looking in, if you said that and you didn't see it, you'd say, that's great. That's great to see a gender barrier broken. And I'm all for it. But then you pull up the video. Now, I was watching this live. I kept it on because I wanted to see when it first came in. I want to see what it looked like. Sarah Fuller plays uh, goalie for the Vanderbilt Commodore women's soccer team. And, they, by the way, they do not have a men's soccer team at Vanderbilt because Title IX ruined that. Uh, great job there, at government. Anyways, um, so Vanderbilt, because of COVID-19 issues, did not have a kicker because of contact tracing. That's the short of it. And so Derek Mason, the head coach of Vanderbilt, we'll put an asterisk on that as we continue this story. He decides to go with Sarah Fuller. I assume at some point he tried her out. I assume at some point he saw what we saw and that was someone lining up for a kickoff with no wind, by the way, there was no wind. And even without the wind, cause that's the only time you ever see it when there's like a really bad wind, she has to have a holder. Why? I don't know. You're just kicking the damn ball. But she has to have a holder. And so, with a holder, on a tee, she kicks a ball that might have went, I don't know, seven to ten feet in the air. It was just over what you would consider a squib kick that she put all her might into. It went, ended up going about 30-ish yards in the air, went about 35 yards total. And they rejoiced it on ESPN, said, so what a great moment this is, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what's, what's funny about this and prophetic was that That morning on Twitter, I had actually said when they announced this, that just because she is the place kicker, doesn't, doesn't mean she's going to get to participate today because you're assuming a lot that Vanderbilt's going to score because they're absolutely terrible. So other than the kickoff, which I didn't know if she was doing the kickoff duties, I would have thought they would have had someone with a stronger leg doing kickoff duties. Someone who didn't have to be accurate. There's got to be someone on the men's football team that could have kicked that ball longer than 30 yards and looked like a dying duck running out of gas on a shank. One of the worst kickoffs you'll ever see. Jason Whitlock got a lot of heat from Twitter because... He basically bashed the whole thing and called it what it was. It was a publicity stunt by Derek Mason, the head football coach at Vanderbilt. Now, Derek Mason got fired yesterday, which makes this story even funnier. But this guy went on a limb to get a female to become the first power five participant or to, to, to get a female to become the first participant in a power, power five conference. So we're talking about the sec, ACC, big 10, big 12, PAC 12. No one's ever did. No one's ever had happen Saturday. What it happened, what happened Saturday. So that in itself, yes, it's historic, but it is a sham. It is pathetic and it's not fair to Sarah Fuller. She'll forever be known as the girl kicker who couldn't do a good job, right? Everyone's always gonna, yeah, I remember that. that was a joke. She set people, she set them back because if there's a girl that comes along down the road, a female that comes along down the road who has half a shot at making a serious run at getting a scholarship maybe there is a girl coming up in our future that will be good enough to be a place kicker or a punter. I don't think it's likely we will get a girl who participates in tackle football in our lifetime. Although they have changed the rules so much that hell, maybe one gets to play quarterback here in in a few years because, um, you're not allowed to touch the quarterback anymore. That's for down the road later on the show. But you you set her back, because all anyone's going to remember is that terrible, pathetic kick that Sarah Fuller attempted. She did not look like an athlete when she came out there. I was surprised by that. You know, you, know, you know they put her in that Vandy uniform, looked like like some one of these. Uh, She looked like one of the extras in like My Little Giants, right? It didn't quite fit. Kind of goofy looking out there. She ran up to the ball, kind of stumbling, kicked the ball if you want to call it a kick. And anyways, she set she set everybody back, and I, and I hate that. I hate that for a girl who might be eight to ten years old right now with aspirations of wanting to kick in power five more more so someone who's around 15 who's thinking they have a chance to kick in the power five conferences and then this just set them back and good for Vanderbilt to go ahead and fire Derek Mason's ass anyways because he was doing that specifically specifically to to save his job to look as though he had done something that was groundbreaking Going all 2020 about it. And he embarrassed her, he embarrassed the football program, the university, and he embarrassed himself. I think he's going to try to use this when he goes for his next job of look what I did. No, don't look at the tape. Just 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 look at what I'm telling you I did. No, don't YouTube it. You're going to YouTube it, and I'm going to look like a jackass. I'm just telling you, I did something incredible. She kicked the ball 30 yards. What the hell are you talking about? Derek Mason should have been fired last year. I think Derek Mason probably could have saved his job this year if he would have done anything remotely close to put a football team out there for... Nashville to watch because they're desperate to see anything that isn't what they've watched this year. And in 2020 and with losing funds, you had to go out of your way to get fired this year in 2020. That's a simple fact. People that keep calling for certain coaches heads, it's not going to happen because they don't want to lose the money. Because you have to pay these people out. It doesn't matter what year it is. You have to pay these people out. And unless they decide to step down with a very club friendly, so to speak, payout, you're stuck with whatever head coach you're mad at this year. And I can go on a long list of teams that keep saying they want to fire their coach. You're stuck with them. There's a few that are going to get moved but it's not going to be the mass exit. It's like we normally see this time of year. We normally have around somewhere between, depending on the year, seven to 10, even up to a dozen power five conference coaching positions open. Right now you got two. I do think a third one's on the way. Jim Harbaugh stepped in his mess kit and, They're going to give him an opportunity to save face and leave the university and go to the NFL. But if not, regardless, Jim Harbaugh's not coming back. It's going to kill Michigan football recruiting this year, but they're going to take that because if they have a chance to save about $5 million, I think they're going to be okay with that. They're going to be much happier with saving the $5 million than worrying about, because the honest engine of the fact is no matter who they try to bring in right now, is not going to do a great job of recruiting for Michigan. Any kid that goes to Michigan right now is going to Michigan because they want to be a Michigan Wolverine. They have some kind of tie to their to the university, whether it's, they lived in the state their whole life. They grew up in Ohio and we all have known these people who, who are contrarians. I live in Ohio, so I'm going to be a Michigan fan, that type of fan. Uh, you know, if you live in Tennessee, you've always known a Gator fan that had no tie to the state of Florida, but they were just doing it to piss you off. Uh, it's, it's the same thing that happens down here in uh, Florida. I run into it all the time. I'll run into, um, the str- like the strangest one, people who grew up in Jacksonville. I guess it's not as strange, but people grow up in Jacksonville and they're Georgia Bulldog fans because they didn't want to pull for the University of Florida, the Florida-Georgia game being played here every, every year, right? So it's always a weird, weird situation when you get kids like that. But you do have the contrarians that specifically like to pull for the other side. Or the other side's really good at the time because I can't tell you how many Alabama fans that I've met when I lived in middle Tennessee that were just diehard Alabama fans and had no tie to the university, not a single tie to the university. They couldn't pick the damn state out on a map and they will sit there and go roll tide roll. And you're like, why are you an Alabama fan? And then when they all get done with their long story is okay. Cause it's easier. Okay. I get it now. Um, you know, people have different reasons why they pull for, for professional teams. But when you talk about your college team, you either usually a went there or you live there. A college team is usually more something to do with where you're from. The NFL team could be from, from where your parents are from or where you currently live. I've known a lot of people throughout my lifetime that we'll just say grew up diehard bears fans but moved to Nashville, got season tickets, and became Titans fans. Same thing down here, though it's painful for them to to do. I've known a lot of people who have been. We'll just say, for instance, an Eagles fan, and they move down to Jacksonville, whether it's because of the Navy or whatever the reason. And they say, "Look, if I'm going to have uh, the uh, the if I'm going to go to these games every day, I'm going to I'm going to pull for." You know, you know my home team I think I've got someone here on the uh armchair hotline who do we have today
0: it's your Wall co-host Mr. Waller good morning sir
1: oh hey okay you're you're calling in on on the phone and not the uh your video how, how are you brother
0: I'm doing great Mac uh got a little sidetracked this morning but uh good to be able to make it and uh be back and get back to normal this week Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and uh, everybody was safe. And, uh, man, we're down the stretch for football.
1: Yeah, are you uh, still on the way to uh, Tennessee or have you made it back from from uh, D.C.? Uh, we made it back. Sweet. Any, any issues with uh, traffic or, or weather or anything? I know it's getting cold up
0: there. Uh, traffic was a little bit yesterday. Uh, everybody, uh, had the same idea as us returned back home and, uh, woke up in the midstate to, uh, 37 this morning. And, uh, that dreaded four letter S word that, uh, man, you couldn't find milk or bread. So I don't know. We'll see what happens today. I've kind of been tuned out to the local weather, but, uh, from the looks of store parking lots, looks like, uh, snowmageddon's coming.
1: I would laugh, but we are scheduled to have uh, low thirties in, uh, in 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 uh, Jacksonville uh, tomorrow morning. So I, I guess that same front is going to push on through down here. So uh, I I am bracing for that. I I don't mind it as much, but I'm I'm bracing from the complaints of the wife. That's what I'm bracing from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I was blacking out there and, and going on to a rant. Of uh, how how uh, the okay. Did you get a chance to watch any college football this weekend?
0: Very minimal. Okay, so I caught more pro yesterday, but uh, very minimal college.
1: So I don't know if you caught much of uh, of this segment, but basically what I was talking about was the Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller coming into the game. Did you get a chance to at least see that kick?
0: I saw the highlight of it. Yes.
1: Derek Mason doing that as a publicity stunt, and yet he still gets fired the next day, I think is rich as hell. Because what he did was pathetic. When it first came out, I was like, that's pretty cool. We're going to get to see a girl go out there and break a gender barrier. And then she got on the field, and I was like, what are we doing here? She has to have a holder for a kickoff. Okay, so first of all, what the hell is that? Unless Unless you're in a windstorm, you never see that. And then the ball goes maybe thirty yards in the air, and it was—I mean—I feel like some of the guys could have got it off the first uh, off the first line if they just would have jumped up and tipped the ball because the ball was—it like, was basically at eye level. And to me, the whole thing—I don't hate having her included, but if she wasn't good enough to be out there to perform a simple kickoff then they did it just as a publicity stunt. What say you?
0: I I thought it was a little lackluster after uh, hearing the local hype about it and coming through. I mean, I hadn't unnecessary roughness in my head. I mean, I thought we were just going to drill it right through the uprights on a kickoff. <laughs> right. um, but So uh, it was lackluster for me because uh, I had that uh, built up in my head. But, uh, hey, I, I'm glad the barrier's been broken. But, uh, yeah, I kind of felt like it was a publicity stunt after uh, seeing well, I it. Hated hope too. maybe the nerves just got four and she gets another opportunity because uh, there's a lot of teams that could use kickers, and it doesn't matter if they're male or female.
1: What I hated the most about it was they sold it like we were about to watch something special. And then afterwards, they continued yeah. to fawn over it. And they kind of gloss over the fact that this isn't the first female kicker to ever get into a college football game. Hell, in 2015, it was a, it was a lower tier. I, I want to say Texas State, but I might have that wrong. Um, sh- the uh, girl actually completed a point after attempt. So that's what I thought we were going to see, a level of you know, some someone worth a damn, right? And then I saw a quote later on that Derek Mason said he wasn't going to try a field goal unless unless it was within 15 yards. And I was like, is he talking about 15 yards total? Because that's impossible because you have to count the end zone as 10 yards. Because from what I saw of her, I don't think she would have hit a 33-yard field goal. So anyways, to me, the whole thing just stunk of... of it, it, it was a publicity stunt. You're trying to tell me there's not an intramural soccer player on the Vanderbilt campus that couldn't have done a better job than that, right? And so, anyways, that game it got fo- so focused on that that they get their brains beat in 41 nothing. So, good riddance to uh, Derek Mason. Is all I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I don't really care because... I feel like the whole, I don't feel like it was fair to her. She's gonna turn into a meme before it's all said and I mean a, a gif before it's all said and done, right? Um, when you send someone out there to do something that's that's groundbreaking, you don't want them to be an embarrassment, and that and that was embarrassing for her, the university, and just all in all, it, to me, I felt uneasy. It, it, something felt sleazy about the whole thing, but. Anyways, moving on from that, uh, let's take a really quick break, reset. We come back, the Titans and the Colts. Oh, I, I know you're chomping at the bit on this one, Justin. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here on CBS Sports Radio.
4: It's important to remember the value of taking time for ourselves to do the things that help us grow and explore, like learning something new. And now with The Great Courses Plus, it's never been easier to experience the joys of learning. The Great Courses Plus offers thousands of streaming videos that cover hundreds of fascinating topics, from World War II to choosing the perfect wine. You can even take a course on the US government or dealing with stress and anxiety. And because The Great Courses Plus partners with world-class professors and experts, you're always receiving thoroughly vetted, high-quality content from every lecture. Plus, you can watch or listen anytime, anywhere with the Great Courses Plus app. So take a little time for you. Sign up for the Great Courses Plus today for a free month of unlimited access. Visit thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio to get started. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio.
5: We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter
1: whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infidium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly
3: catch the moon
1: in my hand. Don't you know who I am? My the Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show. The only name you need to remember in sports talk radio. Weekday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. On Facebook Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Hey, I'm gonna make it
3: to hell.
1: A Southern College football fan? Are you a Seminole, Hurricane or Gator, Bulldog, Yellow Jacket, Gamecock or Tiger? Is it Roll Tide or War Eagle, Good Old Rocky Top, LSU or Old Miss, or the Mississippi State Cowbell? Whoever your team is, throughout this Southern land, Dixie Football Nation is your show. We cover ACC, SEC, so find us on the Armchair Quarterbacks Network today because it's always football season throughout the South, and Dixie Football Nation has got you covered. Wildcats, Wolverines, Tigers, Buckeyes, Bruins, Bulldogs, Hawks,
3: and Hurricanes. We pray before we race to your and 48.
2: In the 11-yard line. Give to Derrick Henry, to the 5-yard line, to the goal line. He's in again. Touchdown number three in the first half for Derrick Henry just cruising through the Colts defense in the opening two quarters head,
5: welcome da back
1: me,
3: here
1: we're hey, right hey, here with you on CBS
3: Sports head, Radio
1: and uh, head, man me, just poor Vic Fangio trying to uh, get his way or manage his way through it against that Saints defense with no quarterback. They should have let Sarah Fuller play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that was an atrocity. I uh, feel for all the Broncos fans out there.
1: Oh, That was terrible. They wouldn't let the, the assistant coach play because of some stupid rule. Man, they should have let the assistant coach play. That was terrible. Uh, you, man, you could have...
0: Well, maybe they should implement the NHL rule where there's a replacement goalie and you should have a replacement quarterback for when you get in a situation like this.
1: Yeah. I I thought the best tweet of the weekend that I saw Saturday, late Saturday afternoon was Cardale shotgun Jones tweeted out. I'm not really doing anything this weekend. You know, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And he got like a million retweets from Broncos fans. (laughs) That'd have been awesome. Just pull him off the streets. You just need a competent quarterback that can go out there and hand off the ball and have like five passing plays. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to try to navigate through this. We're going to try to not get anybody killed. I don't know why that couldn't have been allowed, but anyways, um, Kendall Hinton did, you know, I'm I'm not even going to take a shot at the guy. The guy's been on the practice, squad. he hasn't played quarterback since his freshman year at Wake Forest. And Sure enough, it was a dirty Gator that, that started this. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was Jeff Driscoll was the one that uh, <laughs> that got the COVID going. And we also missed a chance to see Blake Bortles on the field too because Blake Bortles is a part of that. Driscoll, Blake Bortles, Brett Rippian, and Drew Locke were the quarterbacks that were, uh, not, were, that were benched because of COVID and they had to grab a wide receiver off their practice squad. I tried to pull an okie doke in one of our leagues. I tried to start Hinton at wide receiver that, uh, that backfired miserably. <laughs> That's terrible. I didn't have any, I didn't have a lot of choices that, like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it up against the wall and see if somehow, what if he goes out there and throws for a couple of touchdowns or something? It's better than what I usually get out of that fourth wide receiver. And it was terrible. I, th- I think he actually got positive yard points, but it, it was not a, it, for the longest game, it was negative. Um, Titans Colts yesterday, though, Justin. Did you get a chance to watch any of that or listen to it? How, how, how did you absorb that game? I uh,
0: listened to it live. I uh, got home late last night, watched the second half. Uh, I didn't go back and watch the entire first half. Uh, Scheme through the big play, saw Derek Henry's three touchdowns, and then I watched the second half.
1: That I'll tell you what. I, so I decided to go up to a local sports bar. Because I just, I was like, man, I'm over this paying for, uh, you know, the the YouTube Red Zone thing that to me sucks. I'm, I'm just not a fan of Red Zone. I just, I can't get into it. I know a lot of people love it, but I just can't get into it because I like to watch the teams play. And every time you get invested into a drive, they flip over. I don't mind having red zone as a secondary or third option if you're at a bar or or you're in a, you know, at a watching party or whatnot. But for it to be your main source to be able to watch football, because to be honest with you, I was not going to sit there and watch three and a half hours of Jaguars versus Browns. It just I can't do it anymore. It's just it's it's, it's exhausting watching this team play. They actually played well yesterday, but still what are we pulling for here, right? You're actually pulling against your team to win here locally because you want a better draft pick. And at that point, aren't you kind of a jackass? So, you know, know, I just – I can't get into it. Um, I went up and I watched the whole game. The biggest thing that I saw was they changed their blocking scheme. I'll be interested to see see what it said locally up in uh, Nashville. But what I saw was they changed their blocking scheme in that first half compared to what they did in the first game against Indianapolis, which is what just 17 days ago. What I saw was they were doing a, like a counter blocking and Indianapolis could not react to it. They came out in the second half in the first possession. They shut down the, the, the Titans on the counter zone blocking scheme. And so the Titans just went back to running it up the middle straight. And by then the game was just – it was over. But a big win for Tennessee. Uh, they're now sitting in the catbird seat in the uh, in the division. Uh, looking at the fact that that they get the – what, they get the Browns this coming weekend, I believe. They're going to play yes. – uh, We know that they've got two I more hope- games in the division because they've got to play the Jags and the Texans. So that's three of their games. I, I don't have it in front of me.
0: They still have the Packers on the uh, Christmas weekend.
1: Right, but that's no longer a game that you have to win, right? Um, True. And conversely, from what I remember, I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second, but the uh, the Colts have a much more difficult stretch to deal with over, over here these next – what are – I guess there's five games left because, yeah, this is week 12, and so everyone's out of bye. So yeah, so there's five games left, and just looking at the teams and whatnot, Colts, Titans specifically at their schedule. I think I think I think the Titans, it's it's theirs to lose. You look at the Colts; they've got to play the Texans, sorry, at the Texans, at the Raiders at home against the Texans, at the Steelers, and if they're still fighting then they get the Jaguars at home which you like to finish the season but you don't like it to get to there cuz you've got to play three really tough road opponents because anytime you play on the road in your division it's not a cakewalk and the Texans if nothing else they're they're always explosive right so i i don't think they have a gimme game until Jacksonville the next four games are going to be very very uh difficult for Indianapolis to Navigate. And I'm pulling up the Titans now, and what I'm looking at is, um, yeah, so, okay, they got the Browns at Jacksonville. They got the Lions at the Packers and at the Texans. They're in pretty darn good shape. You figure you got to win the Browns and Lions games. You would think you would have a decent shot at winning the Jags game, especially – considering the fact they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. The Jacksonville has been playing some some pretty tough football. I think the Packers game is the one that you really worry about. By the time they get to the Texans, that game may not even matter.
0: I would agree. I mean, I wouldn't look past the Browns, though. I mean, it's, it's no. crazy as it sounds. This is a matchup against two eight and three teams. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to throw the record out the window. I think if Tennessee goes in and does what they did against the Colts first half, uh, I don't know that the Browns can even hang in there. They're just going to get worn down and run out. But if they can get it wide open like 17 days ago that the Colts implemented and get those crossing routes going, Jarvis Landry's going to run all over the field on them. So uh, Titans are really going to have to scheme it and uh, you know stick to their assignments like they uh, showed they could do uh, yesterday. But, yeah, the, the, the difference in between the two matchups in the three weeks was, was the blocking scheme. Whatever they have worked on and flipped and the more the counter style, the trap moves – um, it, it definitely opened up some uh, lanes for Henry, and uh, he didn't miss them. And then it was just a case to feed the beast, and uh, that's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah, the uh, looking at it go, and it, you know, I don't even want to gloss over the fact that that AJ Brown touchdown was huge at the time. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, I when AJ Brown hit. Hit the long pass, and that's that's why I keep saying over and over. A.J. Brown reminds me so much of Jonathan Taylor. He's a guy that can hit a slant and take it to the house, and he's got the, he's he's a real big physical receiver, so he's not easy to take down once he gets out there in open space and is trucking. And then you had the three touchdowns by by Henry, and of course you had the keeper by by Tannehill. Uh, Tennessee couldn't have played a, a better first half, and they they held on. And then, of course, you're, you're talking about the AJ Brown punt return or kickoff or return. the uh, onside
0: kick return. I mean, yeah, they they let Indy score late, get it within twelve. They go for the onside, and uh, well, that ended that right there. Uh, uh, we see why a lot a of teams are not doing the high kick anymore because uh, you let a wide receiver uh, catch a ball in space like that, and that's what happens.
1: You should have heard the uh, national announcers on television when it got within 12. They were talking about how how Tennessee sh- is going to be disappointed in the way this game ended. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a national football league. Anytime you get a W, you're happy. You're not worried about style points. And they were still up by 12 with just under three minutes left, even if they get that onside kick. They got to get another one, right? There's, right. They got to get an onside kick Go down the field, which would have taken up about a, a minute or two, and get another onside kick for for that to actually be in danger. Anyways, it was just it, it's we. Yeah, even really, if he if AJ
0: Brown, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was just gonna complain about the fact we always get the clowns on the Tennessee uh, Titans broadcast team in in uh, on the CBS. We always end up. It seems like to me, we always end up with not tier two, but like tier three and tier four broadcasting. We, you know, obviously Tony Romo and Jim Nance are going to be at the. I guess last yet yesterday was the uh, Chiefs Bucks, is that they were at right? So okay, I get, I get that, but you would think you'd have a little better. You would think Tennessee versus Indy is at least the second best game of the day. I thought it was the best. Matchup and it ended up being the best game, but I thought it was the most important matchup because it was a division. It was it was it was a fight for the division lead, and both teams were seven and three. It wasn't like an NFC East battle where they're both four and seven, and you're like, okay, well, this is just by default. This is Titans Colts. I mean, it's a it's a big deal this year. So, anyways, what what were you gonna say? I apologize.
0: I've done forgot at this point. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> stage one kicking in, man.
5: <laughs> uh,
0: I can't remember. Uh, fair oh, I was alluding to the fact that if AJ Brown that winning by twelve points, that nobody would be hanging their or holding their head low today in in Nashville because uh, they obviously don't know the history against the Colts. I mean, you take them W's, however you get them.
1: Yeah, exactly. In the National Football League, it's a win is a win is a win. I know sometimes style points count towards the end because it'll, it's it's very rare, but sometimes that is a, a tiebreaker. Okay, I get that, but still,
0: getting I w. I don't think they would have had the uh, the feeling of they just held on to win, which is what it sounds like uh, they were trying to paint.
1: That's exactly what they were trying to paint, and then when AJ Brown gets a a goofy. Onside kick return for a touchdown. Then they acted like everything was peas and carrots again. I'm like, that was just a fluky play for you to even insinuate that what could have been a 12 point lead, even if they would have gotten that onside kick and gotten a late score and won and lost by six. Right. Or whatever. The Titans still get a W. And the biggest thing about that game was they had already lost. So had they lost, they wouldn't be a game behind the, the Colts. They would be two games behind the Colts. And that's why that game was so huge. If, I don't know. It, it it was just a clown show. It, I, I I was a little irritated at, at that point when I heard that. I was like, really? This is what I'm listening to. Um, but anyways, you, you know me. I can get angry about a lot of stupid things. Um, <laughs> sw- switching gears a little bit to college football because of the COVID cancellations. First of all, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Florida State fans are kind of pissed because it's one thing to be canceled two weeks in a row. Because of COVID. It's another thing to wait until the day of the game to get to uh to cancel. And so that's got a lot of people irritated. It's a situation where the fans feel like if you're going to cancel, then you need to do it the day before. Why are you waiting until these teams are pulling it? This is two weeks in a row that the opposing team has pulled into the station and been told to go home because the medical staff is evidently bossing around the athletic directors and whatnot of Florida State. So that's an issue there. But the one thing I want to throw out, uh, on a bigger scale more importantly, Ohio State is... three and O they've had yet another game canceled and it says by the big 10 bylaws that they have to be five and O to be able to play in the big 10 title game. And I think if it happens, they're going to bend that and say, screw it. Put up, put Ohio state in. Right. Um, but let's say they go and 0. and then they beat a blah Northwestern team in the big 10 championship game to go five and O on the season. How the hell do you put that in the, in the in, into the playoffs if you're the committee?
0: It's going to be hard to do. I mean, I would say off the top of my head and hopefully they didn't take a big L and embarrass myself right now, but i got to look at Indiana's body of work. As um, long as that didn't happen, uh, then uh, I'm going to look at them because that was a tough-fought game. They've had a full season. They've played a full uh, schedule. Uh, yeah, I would have to – at least consider it and hope that they would do the same if uh, you get in that scenario where you're at a 5-0, and o, but that 5-0 and o was a – you stumble across it against a nobody.
1: Yeah, Indiana, uh, Indiana did win. Actually, they, they won going away. A lot of people thought that that would be a closer game than what it was. Indiana uh, won pretty easily, but I'm just – it doesn't have to be in the Big Ten. I'm just saying in the playoff committee – How can you put them in? And if you are okay, if you're the Big Ten committee, I'm with you. I would put Indiana in the in the Big Ten championship game because they've earned their way in. Indiana's five and one. They have the ability to play what two more games now? They could be up to seven and one. Now look, if Indiana's five and three, Ohio State's five and zero. Um or I'm I'm sorry. Ohio State's 4 and 0. I think I said 3 and 0 a second ago. They're 4 and 0. They still have 2 games left scheduled. And if those 2 games were to get canceled, which probably isn't likely, but my point is if they were 4 and 0, I can't put them in. I don't even know if I can put them at 5 and 0 going in and winning a sixth game in their in the uh, Big 10 Championship game. So that makes them what 6 and 0? 7 and 0? It doesn't feel as phony to me but when you only play what is essentially half of what you normally play in a typical season half of what a sec team will have played an acc team will have played a big 12 team will have played cincinnati byu i just have a hard time putting ohio state in
0: well, I think at a conference level, it's going to be hard to – and everybody, well, you won't want to – it's not the kid's fault that the games got canceled because of the COVID. COVID's not their fault. Well, it's also not Indiana's fault that they played a full schedule and only lost one. You didn't complete your schedule. So, why is it, you, you, either way, somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. I, I think I would lean towards uh, my student athletes that played the full roster or played the full schedule. uh I, it, it, I'm talking the Big Ten. Now, total, I don't even know if the Big Ten gets anybody into the, the playoff. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, I, I think the Big Ten championship would be in question of who you're going to put in there if they don't get to all of them. I mean, because if one more gets canceled, you're going to have a 5-0 and o, uh, or most likely a 5-0 and o Ohio State.
3: Right.
1: And Indiana would be – I guess seven and one. Right, uh, correct. And I know they beat them head to head, but at the same token, there there's got to be something to be said for navigating through an, an entire season, right? I mean, it's just it just seems I don't know. I, I don't know if phone. Right. Is that, right I mean, or...
0: somebody's going to twenty twenty is going to some. There's going to be a lot of people that get shortchanged. It, it's going to happen, but you shouldn't shortchange the schools that play a full season. And then you go to the playoff committee, and if a Big Ten school is not going to come in, say the Ohio State only has five games, well, I don't know how you penalize a BYU. Or somebody that's on the outside looking in, how do you do that for that fourth spot if it's not already an obvious uh, four that you're going to put in there?
1: I'll be interesting to see, interested to see what uh, everyone's uh, top five or college football five uh, is Wednesday morning when you, 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 Sean, and I always do that. Uh, Cause I guarantee it's going to differ from what the, I, I, I think the committee has done a terrible job. I really do. I think the committee always does a terrible job. They had BYU at 14th last week. That's absurd. BYU was behind teams with losses and who have looked bad in certain situations. That's absurd. I'm not saying BYU should be number one in the country. I don't even know if they should be in the top four. But I think they should be in the conversation. And for them to be as down at 14th was absurd to me. And you've got teams like uh, Georgia with two losses, Iowa State with two losses, Oklahoma with two losses, and they've put them all in front of them. So you're not just saying that you don't believe BYU's played a tough enough schedule. You don't, you're saying you don't think BYU's any good because you think that they would lose at least two games had had they played anybody in the country. It's not BYU's fault that everyone backed out, and then all of a sudden they backed back in, but by that time, they're, they're, all the schedules were already made out. It's just... I, I, I hope what this leads to, though, long-term, in the big picture, I hope, I hope BYU gets into the Pac-12, or Big 12, either one, because I think it would be fun to watch BYU play in, uh, it probably makes more sense for the Pac-12, but you could argue your way into the Big 12. Um, I know we normally do uh, Sorry Dude, but we don't really have that set up because I didn't know if you were going to be on uh, today or not. Um, do you have any Sorry Dudes for, for the weekend?
0: I just had a walk-off for the day. Um, well, But it can be a Sorry Dude. Sure. Cue <laughs> uh, <laughs> it up. Oh, you're not queuing it. So, uh, Michigan fans. Sorry, dude. You're so bad. Penn State beat you. <laughs> uh, I catch one game. I'm like, I'm gonna tune into this one, and uh, I'm like, Geez, Louise, what has happened?
1: My, uh, my, I, I had a few written down, but my main one was uh, the college football fans. Sorry, dude. This this weekend was a dud. I mean, this sucked. <laughs> I, I watched games Friday and Saturday, and I can't even tell you what stood out to me. I, I watched, I guess the Iowa State-Texas game was probably the best one on Friday. Uh, there really wasn't anything on Saturday that jumped out at me that made me say, man, I'm glad I watched college football this weekend. It was awful. On, on sa- Saturday evening, games were terrible. There was nothing. Yeah, to watch. I
0: caught a little of the A and M game, A and LSU, and I mean, I, I was like, "Oh, A and M's defense looks pretty good." I'm like, "But wait a minute, LSU's horrible." So I don't even really know. It's another one of them uh, one-loss teams, where I just don't really know what you have there in A and M.
1: Yeah, and I it'll be interesting. I don't know if you saw the news or not, but uh, the uh, LSU Alabama game is a go for this Saturday. So, and it will be a night game. It will be the CBS night game. What why? I don't know, but that's what they're doing. Um, I I really think if you're going to give them a night game, I don't know. I I'd, I'd rather see F- University of Florida try to navigate through a snowstorm than to watch Alabama just bum rush LSU. Alabama's playing on. I'll tell you what, Alabama and Clemson play on a different level. They don't play the same sport everyone else is playing. That's all I know. That's what I've seen when Trevor Lawrence is in and Alabama is, is rolling. I, those two teams just look like professional football teams to me. I guarantee you Alabama would have figured out a way to slow down Tyreek Hill. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, we will see you tomorrow. And, uh, thanks for, uh, calling in and, uh, I would say be safe, but thank God y'all got back in in one piece and everything. Did you riot? Appreciate it, man. Do what? Did you riot up in D.C.?
0: (laughs) No, I was trying to be socially distant.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, brother. Thought about it, though, you know. All right, brother. We'll we'll see you in manana. See you, bud. We'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. Doug is on the way, and we're going to talk about his Raiders, whether he likes it or not. We'll be back here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. CBS Sports Radio!
0: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station.
1: Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Here is your Sunday in the National Football League. In Indianapolis, the Tennessee Titans went in and rolled the Colts 45 to 28. Derrick Henry, 27 carries, 178 yards and three touchdowns. A.J. Brown, four catches for 98 yards and a big TD. The Miami Dolphins improved to seven and four. They take out the winless Jets 20-3. Ryan Fitzpatrick fills in for Tua Tunga-Viola, 257 yards and two touchdowns. The Jacksonville Jaguars fall 27-25 on a late two-point conversion miss. The Browns are now 8-3 on the season. Jaguars fall to 1-10. The Kansas City Chiefs hold on, 27-24 over the Bucks. Patrick Mahomes, 462 yards, Three touchdown passes, while Tyreek Hill exploded for 269 and three touchdowns as well. The Chiefs are now 10 and one. The Bucks fall to seven and five. In Hot Atlanta, the Falcons smoke the Raiders 43 to six. Atlanta is now four and seven on the season. The Raiders fall. The Raiders fall to six and five. In Buffalo, the Chargers fall 27 to 17 to the Bills. Justin Herbert had 316 yards passing, but it wasn't enough as the Bills go to 8-3. The New York football Giants are now tied atop the NFC East with the Washington Redskins. They hold on in Cincy 19-17. Wayne Gallman, 94 yards and a score, with Evan Ingram pitching in with 129 yards receiving. The Vikings come roaring back. They're now 5-6. They win 28-27. Kirk Cousins. Throws for 3.07 and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook was held to 61 yards rushing. The Patriots, 20 to 17 winners over the Cardinals. Arizona falls to six and five. The Saints beat the quarterbackless Broncos, 31 to three. And the 49ers, 23 to 20 winners over the Rams. San Francisco has now won four in a row in the series, sweeping the Golden State rivalry the last two seasons. Cam Akers, 84 yards and a score. Tonight, we've got the Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles on ESPN. 8:15 is your kickoff with NBC hosting the Tuesday night game, Ravens and Steelers, that has been pushed back because of COVID. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. This is the part
4: in the Lifetime movie version where I get up to pee.
3: Make contact. A collective psychosis is sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze. And a lesion is introducing an altered state of IPA. Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans and stores in all Seattle-Elysian locations. Make contact. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of
1: sports talk radio. So turn that auto tune and mumble crap off from the
3: other
2: guys. If the two of you got through 2020 together, you can get through anything. This holiday, make it official with a stunning engagement ring from Shane Company. Create your unique ring in three easy steps. Simply pick a setting, choose a natural diamond, ruby, or sapphire center stone, then add your own touch, like a decorative crown or a personal engraving. Here's another option. Select one of our perfectly preset engagement rings. Each of these rings is already set with the shape and size center stone that our designers envisioned, which means that your ring will be perfect. Because our quality standards are the highest in the industry, we're able to guarantee your ring for free for life. This year and every year after, we'll be here for you. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Open weekdays 10 till 8, Saturday 10 till 5, and Sunday noon till 5.
3: It's time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon! Ah!
1: Or are you a southern college football fan are you a seminole hurricane or gator bulldog yellow jacket game or tiger is it roll tide or war eagle good old rocky top lsu or old miss or the mississippi state cowbell whoever your team is throughout this southern land dixie football nation is your show we cover ACC, SEC, so find us on the Armchair Quarterbacks Network today. Because it's always football season throughout the South, and Dixie Football Nation has got you covered. Wildcats, Wolverines, Tigers, Buckeyes, Bruins, Bulldogs,
4: hogs, and Hurricanes. They're
3: pretty good, right? I should
4: have gone to law school
3: or high school. Swing to the right leg, kick driven to the uprights, the kick is good! Fult does it again! His second game winner of the season, and the Patriots prevail the buzzer over
2: Arizona by a 20-17 to final.
3: Don't be falling in love as she's walking away.
5: Welcome
1: back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks, and joining me on the Armchair Hotline, Zoom Live, whatever you want to call it, Uh, is uh, Red Red, Raider Doug. Doug, how the hell are you this morning, sir, in the uh, early, early hours of Monday morning? How are you? I'm hanging in there, considering yesterday. It must be pretty bad for you to switch to a Detroit Lions
5: shirt for, for you to just totally <laughs> I'm just making this connection between Detroit and the Raiders. You play that bad. Maybe another coach gets fired if we play that bad somehow.
1: <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and rip the band aid off of that. Um Raiders, man, they get absolutely smoked. I'm gonna chalk it up to it was just it was a game that they didn't come out prepared for mentally no NFL team is usually that bad 46 to 3 losers on the road that's usually just a game that man they just laid an egg and I you know you almost have to just burn burn the game film what say you uh
5: yeah I like to burn the game film on that one I just this reminds me of last year when we went on a little bit of a winning streak and looks like we could have wrapped up a playoff spot last year, and got smoked by the Jets.
1: Well, I and- I, I do remember that. I, that was the first thing I thought of when I when I saw them getting killed. I was like, well, you know, they went on the road last year and got drilled, and earlier this year they went on the drill on went on the East Coast. I forget who they were playing, and I was I was on upset alert with the Raiders, and they ended up playing well. And then they go to Atlanta and they get get smoked. And I can't tell you how disappointed I am because with Lamar Jackson being hurt, uh, COVID, I was forced to try to stream somebody. And I had to go with uh, Derek Carr in a few leagues. And he, man, he was atrocious. We'll get into that with duds and studs, but. Just the game in general. Did you get a chance to watch the game?
5: Yeah, I watched it for a while. I could only take so much after a while, but it just they were not you know, it's like you said, they weren't prepared. They were I think they were looking ahead to next week. It just it just they looked like they played like they were hungover. Like right? offensively anyway. Defense didn't play that bad. I mean, they they kept the damage, at least they kept the uh Atlanta to eighteen offensive points, but yeah, it would just, I don't think there's too much to really say in that sense. You just, ugh. It just, yeah, you were, you just played, like I said, you just played hungover. And there, there's nothing much you can say about it. Nobody wanted to play football yesterday.
1: It's been a while since we've seen a Dion do a pick six in Atlanta, but a Deion Jones t- took it to the house. They still had a fighting chance when that junk happened. And when that junk happened, it was just
5: like,
3: oh, my God. Yep. That's when I turned it off.
5: I was like, okay, forget it. This is a scratch. Let's move on. Maybe move on the next week.
1: Derek Carr ended up with several turnovers. I'm watching a strip sack of him right now. Um, Is he a guy that you think come playoff time is going to step up big? Or are you worried? And obviously, not forty-six to three. No one's. Or I'm, I said 46, 43 to six. No one expects that in a playoff game. Although I do, right. although I do remember a playoff game. Now that we're mentioning this, where the Raiders got absolutely drummed by the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. I think nineteen
4: ninety.
5: Raider, I'm still living with. That.
1: <laughs> what was that like? Forty-eight to three, or something like that. Whatever the hell it was.
5: Oh, it was. It was Fifty-three to three. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, yeah back in uh, I think that was back in ninety.
1: It was ninety. 90 I, I think it was nineteen ninety because yeah. I, if I I don't have time to look it up, but if memory serves me correct. I think it was the year that Buffalo went on to their first Super Bowl and lost to the Giants in the nail biter. But it was under yes. everyone was yes. under the impression that the Giants were in huge trouble and were going to get blown out. And I still say of all the Super Bowls, that's the one that the Bills lost. That Buffalo should have had. That was the, they got outcoached yes. in that game. Marv Levy was outcoached by Parcells, a defensive coordinator. I Forget his name. Something Belichick. I forget his first name. And they were absolutely outcoached in that game. Because remember that was Jeff Hosteller. That wasn't Phil Simms. Yeah. That was Jeff Hostetler. People literally don't realize how bad Jeff Hostetler was as a quarterback, as an actual quarterback. He was strictly there for his legs. He had an NFL arm, but he did not. He could not read a coverage to save his life. Jeff Hostetler. I'm trying to think of someone who he would remind me of today. I guess maybe in his peak an RG three, someone who was not going to beat you with his arm, but you had to watch out for his legs. Right. And they caught lightning in a bottle that year. But but yeah, I I remember that game very distinctly. In fact, a good buddy of mine who's a diehard Buffalo bills fan. He's told me the story several times where he was living in middle Tennessee and most of the people who went to his high school had jumped on the Raiders bandwagon because they were really good that year. Really good. That was the L.A. Raiders. Yeah. I think that was Art Shell, wasn't it? Um, yes. And he said he was catching all kinds of crap all week because all of your, you know, we call them the, the wanksters, the wannabe gangsters. They all wore Raiders gear back then. Yeah. If you didn't hate Raiders fans in the early nineties, you were a douche. Not talking about you, Doug. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Raiders fans. That had no tie to the team pre 1988. Okay? Yeah. The people who jumped on the bandwagon because their ball caps were in rap videos. Mm-hmm. It was hurricane fans and it was uh Raider fans. That's all they wore. The same dingbats wore hurricane gear or they wore raider gear because they wanted to be cool and the and it was, like, it was like hip-hop lingo, right, and hip-hop culture yep. to wear that junk. I don't really remember – I don't remember it much being the Bulls back then. I guess because the Bulls were just coming onto the scene. I know the Bulls later on we were that same mantra, but uh, at that point, th- those were the two teams everybody wore. I guess maybe Lakers. As far as basketball goes, but but as far as football went, that was... Oh, in the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox. Everyone had a White Sox hat that was in that hip-hop junk. Um, And don't get me wrong. As a young kid, at that age, I I listened to hip-hop. I just didn't dress like the morons, but I I listened to it. Um, Even I knew at 17 years old, dude, this is not going to age well. You don't want to be... I don't want anyone taking pictures of me in some gangster outfit, <laughs> hat sideways, <laughs> throwing up, throwing up gang sign. No, 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 that's not going to turn out well. Um, <laughs> but uh, I forget where the hell I was going with that. I had a whole thing about uh, – oh, no. Uh, so the the big Buffalo Bills fan said he had to listen to it, listen to it. Listen to it. He said he has never been happier – than when they came out, he said he, he goes, not the Houston game. Remember when they came back from from behind and rallied against Houston in the playoffs? He said, yeah. no game, no AFC Championship game, nothing. Was I more happy than when we not we didn't just beat the Raiders, we beat them down? He said, man, he goes, I rarely wore my stuff to school. He goes, that Monday I come busting through the door with nothing but Buffalo Bills stuff. Up. <laughs> 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 well, what happened, man? What happened? Anyways, uh-huh. um, to help that uh, trip down memory lane, but I, I don't know what made me think of that. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and get into. Speaking of what happened, let's get into a little to what is happening here in the world of sports. Just a few things to go over to make sure people know about this: um, Daniel Jones hamstring injury. Could be out for a few weeks. So the the uh, the Giants are trying to figure figure that out. We should get more info on that today. Mike Miner signed a two year deal with the Kansas City Royals over the weekend. If you missed that, Vanderbilt fires Derek Mason, and the the USC Washington State game slated for this Friday has been moved to Sunday because of COVID-19 concerns. And then real quick, your AP top 25 is out. Came out yesterday. Alabama got all 62 votes. Rounding it out, you got Notre Dame number two, Ohio State number three. Why? I don't know. Clemson's four, A&M's five, Florida is six, Cincinnati seven, BYU eight, Miami nine, Indiana ten, Georgia Bulldogs are 11, and other teams of note, Yet Southern Cal is still undefeated at 3-0, they're number 17, and Yeah. I guess that's as it. In the first team, that's about it. I'm not going to mention teams like Oklahoma and the that really don't have any chance anymore. So, that is what is happening in the world of sports. Okay. Uh, go ahead and kill that. I thought that thing played lower than that. I think it plays pretty damn loud. Um, so, we put the Raiders game aside. But what you have to do now is you have to start looking at the wild card picture. Because. Whatever little chance the Raiders had of making it to the division championship took a big hit last weekend when they lost to the Chiefs. Now it's over. The Chiefs won. They lost. Yeah. You're looking at now the, the, uh, the standings in the ASC West. They're four games out with five games to play. It's over. There actually, five games – I'll be, well, no, they did split the series, season series. So, in theory, if they were to catch them, they could still win the division. But um, they, w- they could not lose another game in the division for sure. They couldn't lose another game. Kansas City would have to drop four games and get into a tie. Because if Kansas City did get into a tie with Vegas, the games that they lose would, would give them a, a, a worse divisional record. We all know that's not going to happen. So let's look at no. the actual playoff picture. And like I said last week, when you were on the show, if you're a Raiders fan, you were pulling for the Titans because the Colts have a much more difficult schedule. They're going to be right. at, they're going to be at Houston this week, but then after they go to Houston, I, I was we were just talking about. I think it's Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh that they play? Let me see. No, I'm sorry. The Raiders. They play yeah. the Raiders and then they play the Texans again and then they play Pittsburgh. That's what the Colts yep. four next games look next four games look like at Houston at the Raiders at home against Houston at the Steelers. If they can navigate through all that, they're rewarded with the Jaguars to finish the season. But I think they've got to win three of those four, and I just don't think that's going to happen. No. Cleveland helped themselves out big time. They've got a big game this week. They're going to go to Tennessee. I do think Tennessee's going to manhandle them. Uh, Cleveland gives up a lot on the ground. They gave up, what was it, around around 120 yards, something like that, to James Robinson? Like 100, uh, yeah. I know it was well over 100
5: yeah,
1: it was like 134, and was it 134? Yeah. Okay. Um, what in the hell is Derrick Henry going to do to them? So, I th- I think Cleveland's in trouble. And I saw two plays specifically, but one that I'm going to talk about here, where Baker Mayfield makes way too many mistakes for this to not start catching up with them. They were playing the Jags yesterday. Look, they ended up winning, so no harm, no foul. But this series ended up in a field goal. They played the Jags yesterday, and on a linebacker blitz, this was on about the five-yard line of Jacksonville, The Browns receiver was wide open in the end zone. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't think it was Landry because that was the next play where he just missed the broadside of a barn with Landry. Somebody else, I forget who it was. But anyways, the point of the story is he cuts in. The high safety had gone over to cheat over to the left side of the defense. Mm -hmm. This guy's sitting right in the middle of the end zone. There was nobody there. Mayfield threw a fastball over his head. Why? I don't know. He could have punted it to him. He could have fair caught it for a touchdown. I was watching it with a buddy of mine up at a up at a local sports bar. I said, you know, other than the fact we would have fallen flat on our face trying to drop back to throw the pass, I said, this is one of the few times that I could actually say, we could have made that pass. For a touchdown, what the hell was he doing? I mean, he literally put his body into it, slung it, and it went about two feet over the receiver's head, and it was an absolute fastball. These are the kind of bonehead plays that Baker Mayfield makes on the regular is why I just don't think he's ever going to get the Browns to the promised land He's in year three now. Enough is enough. Now he can he can make some great plays. He's almost Brett Favre esque, where he will make some outstanding plays and then he'll make some bonehead plays, right? But the difference between him and Brett Favre is Brett Favre was so damn good when he was good. You could live with the mistakes. What I was watching yesterday was a guy that just doesn't take he doesn't take advantage of the little things. Brett Favre would not have had that kind of issue. Even in, even in his younger days, there's no way most NFL quarterbacks miss a wide open receiver like
3: that.
5: Anyways,
1: and that was, uh, yeah. go ahead.
5: I'm just going to say and that wasn't the first time he missed he threw the same kind of pass, it was just a little dunk pass to Kareem Hunt and threw it behind him. Didn't overthrow, but he, he yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering if this guy can throw. I mean, sometimes he's doing what you just got done describing, and then the other time he throws like a girl. And it, it, it flops behind or it's too far in front. <clears throat> I don't know why, I, but he,
1: he doesn't have the touch on touch no. passes. He can throw no, a basic horrible. he can throw a basic deep ball. If he's given time, he can throw an out route if he's given time, but any kind of pressure he's, he's going to be wildly inaccurate and he, yep. do, and he doesn't have the, the touch pass case capability, that same drive, the very next play, if he throws a decent out pass to the corner of the end zone, front pylon Landry is going to walk in for a touchdown. He missed him by two yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was absurd—a five-yard pass. He missed him by two yards. They ended up settling for a field goal. But, um, anyways, back to what we were talking about with uh, with the standings. How are you feeling right now? Of the Raiders trying to make a actual run. The I mean, I,
5: I still think it's uh, it's more incapable. I mean, if anything, maybe this Atlantic game was a lesson learned. Get your head back in the game. Shake it off. <laughs> because I think we're perfectly capable of pretty much running the board the rest of the season. I mean, we got, you know, Indy's probably going to be a little bit of a challenge, but the rest of the season, we should win at least the last, what, three, four out of five, with the Colts probably being the biggest challenge that we have. So I... I Yeah, yes, yes. Yesterday was a disaster, but, you know, you got to shake it off, get your head back in the game. And I think they're perfectly capable of making the playoffs. I think they're still capable. I still think they're the same team that has given Kansas City fits all season. So I just, you know, lesson learned. Be prepared, get your head in the game, and play the game of football. That's what I would be saying if I were the Raiders coach. Yeah. Well, they're now – they currently
1: sit Ninth. In the AFC. Yeah. Um, they could be tied for eighth if Baltimore loses to Pittsburgh like we expect on mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Strangely, somehow New England has snuck their way back into the playoff talk. I still think they're a huge... Look, there's five games to play, so there's a lot of football to be played. And I've seen stranger things happen. But they're going to have to play almost flawless football down the stretch. New England is yeah. they, they've got a, they got a big W yesterday. I did not expect them to beat Arizona. Arizona laid another dud on the road and Kyla Murray came out with that same old well, we got to play better in this and we can let one get away. And, dude, you can't keep doing that. You, you know, you got to win the games you're expected to win. If you're going to make the playoffs. You cannot be 500 down the stretch and think that you're going to get into the NFC playoffs. It's just not going to happen. So I, th- I think I think Arizona is actually in really big trouble. Um, the Dolphins, they did what they needed to do. They're now 7-4. and four, And I find it interesting that the Dolphins are doing this While Cadillacing their quarterbacks back and forth. This weekend, they get the Bengals at home. They're going to be at home against the Chiefs. So that's probably one and one. They're going to go to the Raiders. That's going to be a big game. Raiders have to win that game. The Raiders lose that game. That's going to be a tight game. I'm going to put that one, one and one because not that the game's going to end up in a tie, but that thing's a toss up. Then Miami's going to go to Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to have the season already put up. The third game of this stretch is the Patriots. That's going to be huge. I think there's a possibility Miami could go as good as four and one. They might go three and two. Ten and six gets you in the playoffs. I think it might.
5: Yeah, it could.
1: Their big stumbling blocks that I see is the Chiefs and the Raiders on the road. They're going to beat the Bengals. I think they're going to beat the, the Patriots. In the Bills, last game of the season, like I said, Buffalo will have the division wrapped up. And unlike other seasons there's no chance of them having a bye week the following week. So they're going to want to rest people that comes big into play. When you talk about, they probably would have done it anyways, but that really comes into play quite a bit. When you talk about putting the Miami dolphins into a playoff scenario, Buffalo not caring about that last game is a huge advantage.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they definitely will rest those players at this point. I, I think, I mean, Buffalo's on cruise control anyway at this point. I don't think, you know, what is it? one or two more, one or more two weeks, and I think they have it wrapped up anyway. So, yeah, that's if you're a Raiders fan, if you're an Indy fan, you're like, play, play, play the last game, but they won't they are going to completely rest them oh yeah i mean and, i mean why would you, you i don't give a yeah. damn what you
1: care about with your team i care about yeah. my team i've got to, if i'm the if i'm the bills i might be the 4 seed in the playoffs i'll right. be i'll be at home but if it ended today i'd be playing cleveland i'm not trying to get josh allen hurt I'm not trying to get Stefan Diggs hurt. I'm not trying to get a lot of my players hurt. I'm going to play with my bare minimum. I'm going to bring some guys up from the taxi squad and play. If you end up as the four seed in the AFC, that's, you're probably playing the Browns this year. Yeah. No, I think the Browns are very beatable. They're, they are formidable at this point. Um, Hell, the irony is they could be playing the, the Dolphins another game. It's I think Vegas stepped in their mess kit, but they do have an easy schedule down the stretch. Yeah. Losing that game on the road was not good for them. But here we go. This weekend, once again, they're playing the Jets. Yep. That could be the game that the Jets finally get a W in. And If you lose to the Jets and you lose to the Falcons – And then you got the Colts coming in. It it could get hairy really quick. This Sunday is a must win for the Raiders.
5: Yep.
1: It's an early kickoff. East Mm -hmm. Coast, West Coast. That's a dangerous, dangerous slot, my friend. Um, And then they're going to come home against the Colts. That's going to be a tough one. The yeah, char- the, char- one. the the Chargers is never easy. I believe that's a Monday night game. Yeah, but, or no, Thursday it's a Thursday night game.
5: Thursday night.
1: And then they got the Dolphins. And the Dolphins looks like that might be a Saturday night game from what I'm looking at. It's the day after Christmas. It looks like that that's the Saturday night NFL Network game, so that should be a lot of fun. Putting a cap on this, What's the percentage that your Raiders make the playoffs?
5: Right now, I say 60-40 in favor. Uh, uh, I still think they can pull this out. It's it's in front of them. If they just play the way they played early this season, I still say they, they have a 60 percent chance of winning.
1: I say, in the I say 70-30 Raiders are in the playoffs if they win this week. But if they go out and lose to the Jets which is probably less likely now because if losing 43-6 to to the Falcons doesn't get your attention, what the hell doesn't? But if they l- beat the Jets, I give them a 70-30 chance of winning. If they lose the Jets, that's how big this game is. I think it goes 30-70. I think at that point, then you're talking about, mm-hmm. holy crap, we almost have to run the table because we're going to start losing tiebreakers because, because of certain losses, so. Let's go ahead and take a really quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about fantasy football and complain about our, our teams. Man, I had I had some great plays, but I had an overall crappy weekend, to be honest with you. Other than Derrick Henry, man, do I got some gripes. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio. We'll be back in about 90 seconds.
4: That? That's the sound of Nyquil Severe hard at work. Nyquil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try Nyquil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head? Best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children.
2: That's how we do it in This is Sean O'Toole with the Armchair Quarterbacks Catch me drive time with Mac Game, the Armchair Quarterbacks Radio Show and Facebook Live
5: I might audible, if I audible, I'll use... Oh!
3: Polly! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! Blue Poncho! Dilly Dilly! Bambo, Rambo! Rambo! Give me Kershaw here! Kershaw!
1: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. Top Japan!
3: Richmond New York! Richmond Florida! Sally Buffalo! Check! check, Hey! Short Ox! Luda
2: Raiders! Red team. Omaha! Come out. Broken pretzels in the rug The beer cans could be worse She'll clean it up tomorrow and dread September 1st when once again, oh, oh, the season's finally here and
3: the players hit the field. Welcome and back. Every man feels like a boy and every wife could kill. He's been buying beer since August.
1: Here on a Monday morning, Roland Witt here with you, and uh, well, it's that time of week again as uh. You start getting all your fantasy football points, looking at them, uh, waking up on a Monday morning, going, What in the hell? Hello, my
3: friends, the time is here. It's the very best of all times of the year. It's the reason I'm cheesing and feeling so fine. It's fantasy football time. God bless. Fantasy football time. All
1: right, we normally go studs and duds, go duds studs first and then duds. I'm going to go duds first. What a craptastic day that I had for the majority of my players. Thanks a lot, Kyler Murray. What in the hell was that? 170 yards, an interception, sacked twice, no touchdowns. Not a single touchdown scored. Thanks a lot for that. Darren Waller. In a game where he was going up against a sieve of an Atlanta defense, four catches for 23 yards and obviously no touchdowns as there wasn't one scored who else stunk. it? Oh, let's go back to Thursday. Zeke Elliott. Thanks a lot for that. You 10 carries 32 yards. <laughs> what a jerk off. The only thing that I had go right for me was Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. Essentially. Who else did I have that pissed me off? Well, we talked about Derek Carr. He got me negative points. Negative 4.4 in our league with our settings where scoring is extremely easy. Negative 4. 215 yards passing. No touchdowns. Not a single touchdown given. Nope. One interception. A pick six, which is detrimental to your score, In our fantasy league. Great job, Kamish. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sacked three times, a pick six, and then, of course, an INT. Michael Pittman, where the hell were you this week? Supposed to torch that Tennessee Titan defense. Two catches, 28 yards. He had nine targets. Thanks a lot, Phillip Rivers. Thanks a lot, Stefan Diggs. with Your seven catches for 39 yards didn't get in the end zone. Aaron Jones. Yeah, you rushed for 90 yards, but you can get in the end zone, that did me no good. I put guy I put James Robinson on the bench because I was hamstrung when I when I started Zeke Elliott and I I almost benched him. I said, Man, you can't be benching Zeke on on Thanksgiving. This could be a big game. So then it came down to do you start Aaron Jones or James Robinson? You got to start Aaron Jones. It's not like they look, you figured they win 41, 25. You figured he's involved somehow. Ah, terrible. Oh, and screw you, Brian Hill. I had to pick you up and stream you in a few leagues. (laughs) Nothing. 55 yards on 13 carries. There was no Todd Gurley. You should have went off. Yeah. Who are you pissed at this week?
5: Uh let me see. I am. Um, well, you took the one I'm still furious with carr. Um Thanks, uh Michael Thomas for a whole whopping a little it, ten points? What was it? Four four receptions, twenty seven yards, I think. Thanks for that, nothing burger. Um Leonard Fournette. What was it? 10 for 35 i'm sorry but i'm
1: sorry but if you're starting leonard Fournette at this point that's your own fault he's a bum
5: well that's because it's in that best ball league i'm I'm still lamenting that choice
1: oh who cares about that?
5: so i'm still lamenting even picking i'm talking about actual
1: best ball leagues to me are just yeah who cares
5: uh heroes on the other side Thank you, Tariq Hill. Thank you for 269 yards worth and three touchdowns. How many points is
1: that worth in our leagues? To you, eighty. Jesus, Lord that's, have mercy. That's, Lord have mercy. That saved me shoulder.
5: in the reggae league. That's saving That's one league he actually. That eighty points, what he was supposed to score, covered my entire league. So most likely I will win in the reggae league against a certain Mr. Beef this week because of Tyreek. Man, Clark.
1: I just saw this. I didn't even realize this. You know, David Montgomery, they lost, right? They got killed. Yeah. He scored 29 points in our league. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. How did he get there? He had 103 yards rushing. Did he? 40 yards receiving and just one touchdown. 143 total yards. The touchdown. Didn't expect that. I'm saved in that league. The good news was I didn't need wins in a lot of these leagues. And a lot of these leagues have already got playoff spots wrapped up. <sighs> My own fault in this one league. That I, look, this team's terrible. It's got a lot to do with with, with their goofy rules. And I had to throw a up something up against the wall and hope it sticks. Um. You, you got to start four receivers in this league. I mean, I've got Pittman and Aguilar in there, and, they, and those are mainstays. This is how difficult this league is. Such a deep league, and you're always second-guessing yourself. I could have went a few other ways, but my receiving core is so bad, and then I was hit with some COVID, and I was hit with some injuries. The only other person that I could have put in with this was Antonio Brown, who didn't do crap again this week, 11 yards Whatever. So I I tried to throw Kendall Hinton in there as the wide receiver who played quarterback. I was like, man, Uh maybe maybe something happens. Maybe he can throw a – What if this guy comes out and he's like freaking, you know, goes off? (laughs) No one's expecting it. I get a free 30 points. But anyways, he only got one point. I was like, ah. There's a couple other ways I could have went, but none of it sounded like – It wouldn't have made a difference. I still would have lost. But uh, I only need – about 75 points out of Chris Carson this uh, tonight. Um, so that, you know, that's it. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's all a- I mean. Most of yeah. my, see, I, don't, I hardly ever pay attention to our host league. Yeah, I'm going to lose in the host league too. That team sucked this week, this week too. Man. So I had Aaron Rodgers. He went off. Devontae Adams. Blah. I had Will Fuller, man. You think you're in good shape. And then Cream Hunt doesn't do crap. Brian Hill doesn't do crap. I had to put Hinton in this one. And this one, this one, he got me negative points. So I guess in the other league, they don't count off on anything. This one, negative 3.68. But I was just throwing darts out there. I could have put A.J. Brown in. He did so terribly the first time against the freaking Colts. I didn't (laughs) I ended up benching him and I was just trying to throw something up against the wall and up it stuck. It did it, it stunk. It didn't stick. So I'm pretty sure all my guys are done on that. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna lose that game. But I'm in pretty good shape in that league. I guess I'm gonna probably probably get him back into the playoffs in that yeah. I'll I'll be in the playoffs. There's two games left and uh I don't know why it doesn't have it, but I should, I've already clinched the playoffs. Cause I've got four losses the next closest team, unless only maybe only four people make the playoffs in this league. Um, that could be a possibility. I don't know. If I don't make the plus in the host <laughs> league, it's a blessing in disguise. That's how I look at it because it's one less, one less league I have to pay attention to. <laughs> um, I have to, I have to double check that it was supposed to be sixteens, but I, uh, I wonder if I fat-fingered something. Um, you got any other duds and studs?
5: Well, like I said, the duds we were talking about. Um, you know, oh, cars. yeah, this
1: thing is default. This thing's way... Yeah, this thing's wrong. I'm going to have to change oh, okay. that. You, you, you know what I did? It went to default. I don't know how it went to default on that. But it was going to take us all the way to um i'm changing it now i'm making the way it's supposed to be uh it was it was going to take us all the way to week 17 in this one with four yeah. teams making it
5: i saw that i saw that i was like okay yes. that's different
1: no that's stupid as well that's called i wasn't yeah. paying attention to this league uh i changed it it's it's back to the normal where week 14 will start your playoffs that's just right. d- that's just dumber than a bag of hammers is what that is, man. You don't, <laughs> know. you don't you don't play week seventeen. We we, we just talked about. We don't know who the hell is going to play, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Anyways, <laughs> uh. I'm gonna. I need to go through all these leagues and make sure I haven't fat fingered some stupid things. Um, what were you
5: saying on? Oh, I was just saying besides Tyreek Hill. Even a little stud that I had because I had to uh, – with the uh, girly being injured, I, I didn't have anybody. I didn't even have a backup worth a darn. So I just picked up Jamal Williams and he got me a quick fifteen points. So I give him credit for. I mean, it's not like a big stud, but it was enough to. I'll probably uh, steal a win from uh, from uh, Ken's team in the uh, the keeper league because is, of it. So
1: is a Ken's team awake? I feel like every time I play his team or see one of his teams that's, they're like two and nine or something.
5: It's two and nine, or it just, just doesn't work. I mean, he won earlier in the season, but yeah, but he, every time he, earlier he comes, in the season, you don't have to set lineups and make pickups. Yeah, I know. I know. But now he just doesn't make pickups anymore. He just kind of runs with what he has. And it's, he scores 85 points. I mean, you have a bad week, but your skills score 120 against them and win. So it becomes a layup game. It's like you could screw the whole thing up and you're still going to win because his team is poised this week to make uh, to, against me like a whole big whopping 90 points.
1: What league are you talking about?
5: I think that's the, uh, the keeper, two to four keeper.
1: Okay. Well, what I'm saying is I don't think he's paying attention to most of his teams. He might be doing a thing where like certain teams he might be paying attention to because they're doing okay. But I think he he he's one of the types that I we're gonna have to get out of the league next year because a they don't show up for the drafts and draft so that right. screws everything. Up. And then the other thing is he is your typical I don't care my team isn't doing good I'm not gonna try anymore. I can be O and ten going into week eleven, and I'm gonna be doing everything I can to get that W, right. Yeah, he just he he just mentally checks out. I just I got to get guys like that out of, out of our leagues. That's my that's my resolution for next year is to put guys in our leagues that only care about winning. That do not care about all the other crap because it gets asinine. What is his team's name in this one? Off you know, Duval special. Okay, he's supposed to make fifty seven points this week.
5: Yeah, he
1: he had D J Chark in his lineup.
5: They had two guys that were
1: out. He and had Clark. the only reason why he scored 57 points was because the New Orleans defense got 39.
5: Yeah, that's exactly. it. Exactly.
1: Yep, he got three zeros this week mm-hmm. Darius yep. Slayton, Jared Cook, and DJ Chark. His bench is trash. Yeah, he yeah, he's gonna be one of the ones that's gonna go by the wayside. I I can't do another year with that moron in there. I am sorry, but I gotta call a spade a spade. He doesn't he doesn't give a crap. He I mean you've got DJ Chark in your lineup. What the hell are you doing, son? You know?
5: Yeah. I wish James Forbes would pay attention to his. I appreciate that's gonna it. Be, that's yeah.
1: gonna be another one that's gonna have to go by the yeah. wayside. We'll we'll put you know, we'll we'll have some one like one friendly league that we put them all in, and then that'll be it. But all the serious leagues, man, we just got to get them out. I got to find those ones that are a little more competitive, and I, I'll find them. Um, but I just I'm tired of having these these games where they just don't give a crap and they don't put their, you know, they yeah. You know, it's it says something to your competitive spirit when you just don't care. It's a defeatist mentality, and I can't. I I can't relate to that. I always want to win, you know. Yeah. I always want to win. It's not. It was funny at the beginning of the season. We still laugh about this. But he was he was all jazz. He gets us at the beginning of every year. Guess he had one good fantasy football year sometime in his lifetime. And he always thinks he's going to be good. And I'm like, you're always trash. And he goes, No, I'm not. And so at the beginning of the, of the. <laughs> Of the year, my wife comes up with these goofy ideas and says, oh, the person who um, loses fantasy football because she sees these articles, they should have to do this and they should have to do that. I said, they're never going to do it. So I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to do it. And it was something like get a tattoo of something stupid or whatever, you know, whatever. And James is all on board about doing this. I said, you know there's a good chance you're going to be the one who has to do it. He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "No matter." I said, "Pick a league. You're you're the worst. You're the worst fantasy player in that league." What? No, I'm not. Sure enough, about two months in, I say something to him. I said, "So how are your fantasy teams doing?" He started laughing. He goes, "Man, they're terrible." I said, "Aren't you glad that you aren't shaving your butt or whatever it was stupid we were going to do for for the fantasy loser?" This is why we don't do it because the person who would end up doing it would just say, "I'm not going to do that," and the whole thing would be you know, garbage again. I know exactly what it would be. I'd be like one of the few people that step up and go, hell, I'll do it on air. I'll shave my butt on air or whatever stupid thing we're going to do, right? But the the 75% of them are going to cower out. If you cannot remember to set your lineup, you cannot be relied upon to do anything else in life. DJ Chark, when when was he... (laughs) when was he announced that he was out? That was not a last second decision because I was Friday. Yeah. So for 48 hours, DJ Chark sat in his lineup. Anyways, it's Man. time It's time to turn back time before we we're trying to get better at uh, getting out of here on time. So here we go. Turn back time. Uh, where the hell are you, son? Here we go.
3: If I could turn back time,
1: if I On this day,
3: 1981,
1: 39 years old, or 39 years ago,
3: you, how
1: does this make you feel, Doug? 39 years ago, Dave Righetti wins the AL Rookie of the Year Award.
3: Oh, wow.
5: That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I
1: haven't thought about him since the famous water cooler incident. No, neither. What was that, 80, 83-ish that he did that where yeah. he ripped his ripped his finger on the water cooler or something? That was one of the first goofy injuries of my childhood that I heard of. I was like, wait, what? What happened to this guy? That one in, in the George Brett hemorrhoids when I was a kid. I, when, yeah. that, when I think of strange injuries... Those are the two that jump out, and then a few years later, remember Vince Coleman was taken out of the NLCS because his legs got ro- rolled up over by the by the tarp machine, the the one yep. that. Would, what? Why are you even close to that?
5: <laughs> why are you even
1: out there? Much less, why were you stretching in front of it? On this day, one of my favorite players of all time. I ne- hardly ever talk about him, but. As a kid growing up, I was idolized him because I played tail back when I was a kid. Believe it or not, I didn't I didn't always you know love love donuts as much as I do now. Um, 1976 Heisman Trophy winner on this date, Tony Dorsett, Pitt Panthers. That's one of the reasons why the Pitt Panthers were one of my one of my quasi secondary teams. I've just always liked the Pitt Panthers because. Of, of Tony Dorsett. And I like the fact that they're now wearing their old school helmets. So glad they got rid of that crappy silverish gold thing with the dumb Panther on it. I like the old, I've got one here somewhere. I don't know where it is. I like the old school yellow, bright yellow pit on the helmet. Don't give me that other junk. I don't think anything else happened on this day. Of course, everything on this, I swear it's every day. Mike Tyson's involved. On this date, 1988, New York City sues Mike Tyson for $92,000 for non-payment of purchase. I don't know. I don't know the details What that. This guy's a bum. Everyone thinks, everyone thinks he's this hero. He's a slime ball. He's an absolute yeah. slime ball. And if he's got a problem with that, Doug will uh, talk to him for me. Um. Uh, yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. Uh, get on that right away. Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, Mike. <laughs>
1: I ain't scared of Mike. I'm not going to play fair. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm too old for that crap. There was a uh, day and time where that. I would have went tackling in the ring. To him. I'm too old for that crap. I, I, don't, I don't think those injuries would heal very fast. By the way, did you catch any of their stupid fight that happened this weekend? Roy Jones Jr. Mike I, Tyson.
2: I, I, saw I saw a video saw clip of, of it. it.
1: It looked like two old farts out there. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. People are just so yeah, enamored with this guy. The guy is a convicted wife beater, rapist. And yet somehow he can do no wrong in anyone's eyes. Oh, he was going through some things. Really? Really, dude? Yeah. Um. On a sad note, this year, five, day, five years ago, Kobe Bryant announces his intention to retire at the end of the season. So that's a sad, sad thing. Um, birthdays. It's your
3: birthday today. By the
1: way, this is a uh, t- uh, Mark Twain's birthday. I saw that online this morning. I want to say 1835, uh, 1931 to Bill Walsh was born on this day. I know we lost him in 2007, but, uh, Still, my favorite college football video game of all time, Bill Walsh. Lo- I love yeah. that game. In fact, I went out and bought an old school Sega set. I've got one somewhere. For that game, I've got that game. And then it became a huge pain in the ass to switch them over, and I-, I-, I haven't used it in like two years. But I've got it. Someday down the road, I'd like to have a. I'd like to have a, uh, a tournament of, of sorts with that. Um... Also on this day, I felt like eh, this is a different one. Forty forty nine years today, forty nine years old again. Forty nine years old today. Ray Durham, infielder for the White Sox, second baseman. You remember him?
3: Yes, I remember him.
1: He's from Charlotte, him. North Carolina. Aren't yeah. You, aren't you from North Carolina? Yeah. So that means you probably know Ray Durham. Okay. Well, that, well there you go.
3: Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: Uh, there, there was another one, a big name. Oh yeah. Uh, Pudge Rodriguez, the dirty, uh, steroid son of a gun that they put into the hall of fame. He's 49 years old. James Brown is 50. Not that James Brown. Some guy that played tackle for the dolphins. Uh, (laughs) Larry Brown, though, you remember Larry Brown from the Cowboys and then later on yeah. play with the Raiders? He is 51 years yep. old today. I actually would have thought he'd be a little older than that. Seems like he's been gone for 50 years. And I think that's about it. There's a couple other bigger names, but they'll hit that. I try to hit the obscure ones because PTI always hits the obvious ones. Um, what's your walk off of the
5: day, sir? Too full, I just want to mention, I don't know if you and Justin talked about it earlier, but Charlie Morton signing with the Braves, great sign. I was hoping he would, and they did. Awesome sign. Huge. A Huge signing, and a great deal. My takeoff, though, running uh, uh, the same thing real quick, is I just kind of predict, and I will think that Trevor Bauer will sign with the Angels this year. Let me ask you
1: something. I keep hearing these rumors that the Reds are going to trade Sonny Gray. What the hell is that about?
5: Um, yeah, That's a rumor. I think the Reds are just... I think it's a little bit of a red herring. I think they're gangling them out there a little bit to see if there's a big jump. I don't think they're serious about it. I think it's just something that... Somebody said, and they said, oh, maybe we will. I don't put much stock in it. I, I see Sonny Gray staying with the Reds. I don't... I think they may have traded you know, tried to see if they could get anything, but look, if somehow you could
1: get a, a haul, Okay. I get it. But just to trade them, just to trade them to save salary cap or whatnot, fans are going to come back to the stands this year, by the way, y'all we're very close. Yeah. We're very close to, uh, getting vaccines in people's hands. And by the time we hit opening day, they may not be in everyone's hands, but I think it's going to be more people's hands than people realize when, when fans come back to, when fans can come back to the stands, these places are going to be packed. Mm -hmm. The reds want to be competitive to trade him off.
5: And that's what.
1: by the way, I'm really surprised that Mike minor went to the Royals on such a small deal, I thought someone would take a chance, a contender would take a chance on him. He'd he'd have been a great fit for for the Reds. Yeah. I was I looking was at him as a secondary. I would have rather had Mike Minor than Drew Smiley. What the hell is that crap about? I'm still not I still think Drew Smiley ends up in the bullpen for it's all said and done. He's gonna be like a yeah, long reliever it. because right now opening day should look like this. Max Freed, Mike Soroka, Soroka should be back right around that time period. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say opening day. It may not be right at opening day. Max Freed, Mike Soroka, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, and I like Bryce Wilson. Drew, Drew Smiley. They paid him 11 million dollars.
5: Yeah, I thought that was kind of pricey for him. I didn't think he that great. I just know, think there's that. other
1: guys they could have gotten. Yeah. Really strange. Really yeah, strange Morris. signing. He's just hes a lefty. I'm sure they like something about him, but I think he's going to be a damn bullpen guy. I really do. I think it's going to be all... Anyways, uh, we got to go. Uh, great job. We will see you next Monday, sir. All righty.
2: Goodbye
3: sweetheart Well it's time to go We're back tomorrow With another show Well Unless we're fired We'll talk to you then Goodbye, sweetheart.
1: Goodbye.
3: Goodbye.
1: Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app.
4: Get again, another cigarette.
1: you haven't downloaded it yet your armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of
4: like that i want to tap that you can